very happy to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for making time. I wanted to talk with you about gold, platinum, silver, and maybe even more important, the importance of investing in this economy and the state of the world we are right now. But first, could you introduce yourself a little bit? the listeners yes. who is Bart? Yeah, of course you're like uh, thank you thank you very much for having me well to introduce myself I'll, I'll keep it short my name is Bart Brands I'm 41 years old I am the precious metals specialist at Gold Republic and that means that I'm busy analyzing gold markets silver markets platinum markets and everything to do with with precious metals on a daily basis informing customers and, and people that want to be informed about what's happening in the world on a on a broader basis as well and i've been doing this work now for off and on for at least five years but i've been i've been interested in precious metals my precious metals journey started 15 years ago interesting because i think there's something almost magical about gold when i refer to gold i mean of course the precious metals as well but i think that gold is the most well-known precious metal how does one get interested in working with gold i mean i can imagine a lot of people want to have gold but how do you start working with gold yeah that's a that's a good question actually well for me it started with my education so i was i'm a, I'm a security expert and one of the things that i found out during the credit crisis the great recession is that security is um, very important, but there is also a very big importance in financial security. So you have different types of security and financial securities is very important. So researching this part of, of security in uh, starting at, at the beginning of the Great Recession, I came to the conclusion i think the natural conclusion that there are only two types of real money and those are gold and silver uh, everything else is a derivative everything else is is fake and that natural conclusion that made it if you come to that same natural conclusion then the next step of course is i have to do something to make sure that i am secure in my in my own personal situation and after that when when i came to the conclusion that that gold and silver are real money that's uh, the moment that that my past slash obsession for precious metals started and it never never let go of me so so it it was it was a very natural beginning it is something that when you find your passion, I think it's it's all it, it felt like I had to do this, and and I've been doing it ever since with the same, if not more, passion than than when I started. I think that's a beautiful story because it contains a lot of layers. Not only your passion, but also sense of security. And I think we will touch on this later on in this conversation as well because i think we are in dutch they call it wappies <laughs> and that is we have to protect ourselves because some parties that we call government is not doing it for us and i think gold is a very good way to do that and 
when you talk about gold and platinum and silver, could you tell us more about the history of why it is so valuable? Yeah, sure, sure. And and let me just react to what you were saying about <laughs> us being, well, maybe maybe different. And and I always think back to a phrase that I think President Reagan coined, and he said the scariest words in the Eng- English language are. I am from the government and I'm here to help. <laughs> so, you know, if, if a government tells you that they are going to help you run. And, and I think <laughs> the last couple of years have again proven that, that, that wisdom is, is eternal wisdom because governments tend to screw up everything that they touch. Then going towards, going to, to the reason why, why gold, silver, platinum are as special as they are, as valuable as they are. And, and that of course is, is, is hidden in the history of, of these, these precious metals. I think if we, then we have to go back about 6,000 years. And that is where people start to uh, figure out because we live in larger communities that a, that there is a need for a, for a form of money. And, and uh, especially in the form as, as a payment, a method of, of payment. So a method of payment where if I want to trade something with you, but you have no need for that, that part that I can trade with you, then you have to trade it with someone else. So you need an intermediary for trade, a method of payment. And after, after, I don't know, hundreds of years of experimenting with shells and with, with, I don't know, miniatures of, of, of tools, all sorts of stuff. We come to the conclusion that gold is the ultimate form of, of money because it doesn't rust. So it keeps its, its weight. It is highly divisible. So you can, you can divide, you can, you can, you can take one kilogram of gold and, and, and make 1000 grams of it or even milligrams. You can, it's, it's very divisible. It keeps its value. It has done for 6,000 years and everybody knows what gold is. So it's universally be universally recognizable. All these things together, put together, make it a very, very, I think, highly sought after and the perfect form of money. And then people start using this, of course, through, I think, competition, gold proves itself as the best form of money. So market forces make gold the ultimate form of money. Then, of course, we also find out that silver, which is much more plentiful in, in, in the earth is, and it comes out of the earth in a ratio of one to, let's say, eight to 10 in the ratio of gold to silver. That also silver has a lot of these, these char- char- characteristics, but silver also has other characteristics. For example, that it kills harmful bacteria and it so it's it has health beneficial properties so we also start to use silver as as money in in a ratio of let's say one to 15 so for every 
gold coin, you could get 15 silver coins. And, and that is where silver and gold really start to start to start their reign as, as real money, the only forms of real money. Well, this, and, and again, this happened organically, naturally, and it spreads all over the world. So there is no need to force this upon people. This spreads naturally. This reign lasts for off and on thousands of years. And, and it is a recurring theme in the history of man that gold and silver find their way back as forms of, of currency. And, and these, these currencies or methods of payment are very successful. Because when implemented, gold and silver as a method of payment or as a currency or as money that when in, when introduced and implemented, they make the countries or dynasties or kingdoms of where they are used very successful because they are a, a very honest form and almost incorruptible form of payment. Well, of course, that is where the money part ends and the human part starts. So I think we've established in the past 6,000 years, gold and silver ha have established themselves as the ultimate forms of money. But the people are not the ultimate consumers or the best in 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 an honest way using this money so that is where the trouble always starts and that is where people get a hold of too much money or too much power well i think it's a way back to governments where governments tend to corrupt and and what happens when governments corrupt so you have a very successful society people get very rich because they have a pure form of money and that is when trouble starts because people then tend to get well they they tend to centralize power because of course when you're very successful and then you become lazy and if you are lazy, then you tend to ask someone else to do stuff for you. And when you, people say, well, I'll, I, I will do this. I'll, I'll perform this or this task for you. But then you need to give me the power to do that. That is where the trouble starts. And it always ends in the corruption of money. And the corruption of money is where is, is the beginning of the end of civilizations, kingdoms, empires. And, and that is where also always gold and silver reprise their role as true forms of money because it's, it's everything goes in cycles, right? So at the end of the, the, of an empire, you and me, people just like us, they tend to see what the true value of precious metals are. And they tend to then again invest in precious metals as the the only real forms of money and that is where the cycle starts again very interesting because then again it has a lot of layers in in why it is important to have 
gold into our lives and into our investment bucket as well, because it keeps our independence, because it keeps its value, of course. Before we dive in that part of the importance of gold, I'd like to know more about Gold Republic as well, because you represent Gold Republic. You've now touched on the importance of gold. How do you, because when I first got in touch with investing in gold, I was like, where do I get it? Do I go to a store? How do they ensure me that this is the right gold? Can I trust them? Can I keep it safely at home? So could you elaborate more on the importance of Gold Republic and you? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thank you. Of course, it's always nice to, to say something about Gold Republic. Well, the Gold Republic was established in, in 2010 by Marlene Everts, the CEO and founder of Gold Republic. And she still is the CEO and she still is the CEO of Gold Republic. And the, the, the mission was how can we, how can we lift gold out of a, an environment where people who wanted to invest in gold were either forced to go to small local gold shops to without knowledge or experience of what they were buying left to to themselves in 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 negotiation perhaps with with local vendors and and gold has always been well for the last let's say 30 40 years investing in gold was always sort of a, a gray area so if you said as an investor i invest in gold and especially if it's physical gold then people would say, did you pay cash? Is this laundering money or something? So the mission for Gold Republic was let's just make gold a very secure and almost it's a little bit old fashioned, but a very, a very secure and trust, trustworthy investment again. So that was the mission. And that, well, how do you perform that mission? Making sure that you have all your permits. So we have all the permits. Make sure that you have a, a decent KYC process. So you can exclude money that want to people that want to launder money, for example, and making it easy and, and having, I, I always say, you know, if you have some gold in your, vicinity in your direct vicinity that's fine that's how i started investing in gold i am i think the whole movement of you if you can't hold it you don't own it i think it's very charming and and that is i believe that as well for a long time then again because we are fully online and we alloc we do allocated storage so we store the gold of our customers in vaults in Amsterdam or in Zurich or in Frankfurt because, and that is where I think the combination of physical that you might have in your direct vicinity for, and you, you own it yourself and you bury it in your garden or you have it somewhere in your house. I think that is the combination of that proposition with the proposition that we offer is a golden combination. Why? Because, well, if you open an account with Gold Republic, it's fully online and you buy, you purchase gold, then that gold is stored for you in, for example, Switzerland. 
not only do we buy physical gold for all our customers, we don't own that gold. So we have no legal claim on that gold. If something happens to Gold Republic, there is no way that perhaps people that, that we owe a debt to can claim the gold of our customers. Not only that, we all, all the, the, so for every gram of gold that our customers own is physically present in the vault or on its way to the vault. Then as soon as it hits the vault, we transfer legal ownership of the gold to our customers. And we are the only company in the whole world that that send all our customers a daily precious metals allocations email. And in that pre precious metals allocations email, the legal ownership is verified. So we send daily legal ownership verifications to all our customers all, every day. And, and we are the only company in the world that, that do that. Why? Because it's, it's always good. Yeah. It's fine. If you own gold and you get a one time or once a year audit of that gold and you get a email, your gold is still in the vault. When everything's fine, that's, that's okay. But it's important when chaos erupts, when insecurity grows, when, I don't know, let's, for example, say a war is raging on the European continent. For example. Those, for example, those are the times when you want to be secure in your legal ownership. And, and that is why Gold Republic has chosen to, to send this daily legal ownership verification where not only we we say what bar or which bars are yours. We also provide all our daily, we, we provide lists of all our customers, uh, anonymized, of course, and all their owners and all their, their claims on our website daily. So you can do a daily audit on all your positions. I think that is a very compelling and unique proposition combined with perhaps the, a, a, part of the, the physical metal that you own yourself in your direct proximity. I think that is a very compelling proposition. Not only that, I think there are two drawbacks of owning gold in your direct vicinity yourself. Well, for example, I, this is 10 grams of gold I have right here. This is in my direct proximity. This is, if you want to buy this 10 grams of gold right now, you pay a, a substantial premium because it is a bar of 10 grams. We can make you co-owner of, let's say, a bar of a kilogram. And then you don't, we don't incur that premium onto you. Not only that, if you, you, you can, you can, you can create a savings account with Gold Republic starting from, from 50 euro a week. If you want to buy one gram of gold now at, for example, your local coin shop, you pay around 75 to 80 euros for one gram of gold. Why? It has to be made. So, and the premium of production is in that small gram bar. And that that's why you pay 50% over spot. You can open a savings account, save in precious metals, physical gold, 
and you pay at, at, at Gold Republic, you, t- you pay 1.6% over spot. And then you, th- that gold is stored at, at the vault in Switzerland. As soon as you have saved up, I don't know, 100 grams of gold, then you can always ask for delivery and we'll send it to your house. So that is, I think, one reason why not purchase physical metals that you have to own yourself in, in your direct proximity. The second, I think, drawback of bring gold in your direct vicinity is what if you have 100,000 euros, 250,000 euros, a million euros invested in precious metals? That is, you don't want to have a vault in your house with 10 kilograms of gold stored in it. Because as a security expert, I can say that is when, you know, when people, because gold is, is, is magical. And if you own 10 kilograms of gold and if someone finds out that's when you become a target and and you want to you can own 10 kilograms of gold if it's stored in in switzerland and you could even say it you know i own 10 10 kilograms of gold it's stored in switzerland well gangs or thieves are you know they're welcome to find out where it is exactly and then you know because it's stored there, people with guns protecting it, it's highly ins- it's fully insured. So there's no way that people will bother you because you it's not in your it's not in your stored in your house. So that's why what I think is is a second drawback of of owning metals or or storing precious metals in your house. If there is a a cutoff where it becomes too valuable. I can imagine. And in the end, it is about safety, indeed, like you said. So, of course, diversification is very important, but you could argue if that should be in physical gold. But yeah, like you said in the beginning, it is good to maybe do both. And there is a cutoff point. And I think that is really important to think about to make sure you are safe. And so is your gold. Exactly. exactly. So what I find interesting to think about is at Gold Republic, you you make it really accessible to invest in gold. And from what I think I noticed, but, but you, of course, you have the numbers and the data, is that it is that a lot of younger people are also investing in gold and precious metals right now. What do you think that is the reason to? Is that mainly because of it is more accessible or is there some other kind of tendency going on? Well, I think it's a combination. Let me first say the trouble that we see the world economy is in is creating a, a, a resurgence of awareness when it comes to financial matters. So people are becoming aware that the banks are corrupted, our, our currencies are corrupted, that governments are corrupted, that everything is being corrupted at a, at a very fast pace. Lies are, are coming to the surface in, in, uh, in faster and faster and faster. So there's a, there's a quickening happening. And that quickening is also happening in the, in the minds of, of a lot of people. And, Younger people have, have, of course, the last 10 years with technology growing, have been investing in 
in cryptocurrencies, digital products, as much as ever. And our proposition makes it very easy for those people, combined with the quickening and, and heightening of awareness, to invest in real money. So because we are online-based, because we have a buyback guarantee, because we have an application that you can install on your smartphone, that makes it really, really easy to in, invest in, in precious metals combined with that you can invest starting from 50 euro. That makes it really easy, compelling to invest in, in physical gold if, if you want to. And, and I, but I think mainly the reason why younger and younger people are, are investing in gold is, is their realization that and initiatives like yours Jorik, because you know people are really eager to get as much information as they can and and those combinations are, make it make it that call to action makes it very compelling for younger people to invest because they know that their currencies are fading fast they do <laughs> that realization uh, came to me a while ago and indeed, the information that is provided on the internet, I mean, your YouTube channel inspired me, of course. And I think one of the first moments that made me realize that I had to take a different approach was Money Master in the Game of Tony Robbins. I'm not sure if you read that book. I, I haven't, but I, I heard about it. I heard about it. Yeah, well, the main takeaway that I got from it was that you, you can only work so much and you have to leverage your time, spread your money in different buckets, spread, invest in different buckets where gold was a big factor for him as well. So well, that's good Robbins to hear. I today. like them already. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, now I have to read the book. <laughs> yeah, you should. You should. Well, I highly recommend it to the listeners because, uh, yeah, the realization that can only work so much and not out of a lazy perspective but out of perspective that you can work 40 80 hours a week but you cannot get you, you will never receive more time ask money for yeah so if you yeah. invest course, it's not only a safety exp uh, aspect but it is also gives you more time eventually yeah and of course, with inflation numbers, because we can all see what's happening to currency. So if you see what's happening to currency, then you have to come to the conclusion that, that your time is very precious. You're even more precious than precious metal. And, and you'll never get back. You can always make back money, but you can never make back time. And it's, so it's very important to, to use your time as efficiently as you can and and if if it's i think if i'm i'm very much into creating multiple sources of income streams of income investing is a big part of that i think because with for example gold has a beautiful inflation correcting mechanism it's it's, it's had it for for thousands of years in the last 20 years the 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 average return on investment on gold was 9% a year. I think that's, that's very, very nice. Then of course, you know, there, there are also different streams of it. You might think about paying stocks or maybe something you can stake your cryptocurrencies, but we all know 
that that there's no use in putting away money in a bank account with a 0.5% interest rate when inflation is 8%. So because then you net you lose seven and a half percent year over year, and it's a compounding effect as well. So you have to do something. I'm, you know, to everybody who listens to this podcast, I'm not saying buy gold tomorrow or today. Of course, I think it's a very important part of an investment portfolio, but you have to do something because you're just getting further and further behind. You're, you're going to be left behind if you don't do anything. And trust, but, exactly. but trust our politicians and, and the governments because, you know, they will <laughs> not deliver. They will only make it worse. Yeah. I definitely agree on that part because yeah, there's too many factors going on that is not working. It's not there to help us money, power and everything. But I wanted to emphasize more on the value of gold and what struck me a couple of years ago is the petrodollar deal. I heard about that before, but c c could we create a timeline from the gold standard to, to the petrodollar deal? I'm not sure if they are related that much, but uh, do you know where I'm uh, going? Well, um, I think so a lot of listeners don't, don't even know what the gold standard means. Yeah. Well, up until 1971, um, the, the dollar was pegged to gold and all other currencies were pegged to the dollar. So you had, let's say, the gulden and the gilder. The gilder was pegged to the dollar at a fixed ratio and the dollar was pegged to gold. In 1971, the Nixon shock occurred where President Nixon said, and that this, this was because of the Vietnam War and all expenses that had to be made, the debts that had to be incurred to fund this war. And, and so Nixon took everybody essentially off of the gold standard. So the last connection between gold and the dollar was broken in 1971. After which, they had to find a way to keep the dollar hegemon in place. So the dollar, the world reserve currency. And to keep the dollar hegemon in place and, and therefore to keep the, the binge spree or, the, or the, the, the spending spree of the, of the United States to not risk that spending spree. They had to find another way to, to, to keep demand for dollars high. So what they did is they, they came together with the largest oil producing countries and they said, you know what? You can, if we will protect you, if you own, will only sell your oil in dollars. And that is essentially where the petrodollar standard started. And that petrodollar standard has, has lasted ever since. It's, it's still, well, it's starting to crack. It's really starting to crack. And it started to crack all the way back in 2002. And that is why, of course, the United States invaded Iraq. 
because everybody says it was because Al Qaeda, which was uh, <laughs> Afghanistan and Saudi mix were hiding in, in Iraq where weapons of mass destruction, of course, were never found. No. Why was Iraq invaded? It, Iraq was invaded because Saddam Hussein wanted to sell his oil for euros. And of course, that could not be tolerated. So Iraq was invaded by the United States. A couple years later, Libya, the leader of Libya, where it was the most prosperous, it was the most prosperous country in Africa, a free education for everybody and a free healthcare for everybody, free housing for everybody, and wanted to introduce a golden dinar and that could not be tolerated. So, because it would create an, an African community where Africa could also start to, well, manage their own extremely highly valuable natural minerals. So that could, of course, not be tolerated. So they were invaded or essentially infiltrated by ISIS, which was a creation of the CIA. And well, we all, all know what happened to Libya, Syria, sort of the same thing. And, and we, so we know that the United States is, is willing to kill millions of people to protect this dollar hegemon, which is now perpetuated in, in the uh, petrodollar standard. Now, because there are so, because we can see that, that the United States is really using the dollar as a weapon, more and more countries are saying, well, we will not put up with this anymore. We, you can think about China. China is, is uh, now the, uh, negotiating with oil producing countries and, and willing to pay them in either uh, Chinese currency or even in gold. Russia is the same, same thing. Russia is, has, has sold all its dollar reserves. China is selling its dollar reserves. And what, what are they buying? They're buying gold gold and other well precious metals but also other currencies and and so the the dollar is the dollar hegemon is hegemony is coming to an end it's coming to an end very fast and i think we will be around to to see a different world currency or multiple world currencies world reserve currencies come into existence that does not sound like a very bright future. But In the long I'm term, it's, it's going to be bright because you see if, if, well, and I'm a, I'm a very big fan of the, of the history of the United States. I think it's a shining beacon. But if you look at the corruption of, of kingdoms, of empires, then the corruption of the United States empire is, is right up there where they are killing millions of people just for power just to stay in power and and have the ability to export their cheap currencies to to live on the dole and and so i think it's it's a very i think it's been way too long since for for the united states with this this terror and this military industrial complex so yeah it's i think it's going to be rough for a bit that I'm sure it's going to be very rough for, for a little while.
and a little while might take years, but I think it's, it's going to be rough. But after that, when we find new e equilibrium, I think we're going to be better off. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, that's why, that's where I refer to indeed the future might be very bright because the powers that be will lose its power a little bit but yeah that will require some big changes and those changes well maybe they are happening right now i mean what would you see what you can see in russia and ukraine i mean i think that has some overlap with what you touched on earlier with afghanistan oh, absolutely and, right that that's not about russia and gas right so looking at that in, in a very practical way, do we, no, let me rephrase that. At these current times, are we in a recession? <laughs> that might be a good question. Okay. Well, if, if we, if we want to take in, into account what's happening right now, and I think it's a very, you just told me you, you're going to probably, probably publish this within like a month or maybe even two. But what's happening right now is of course, very, very exciting. In not only a good way, because I think a lot of people are, are connecting with reality in a very rough way. They're confronted with a reality. And that reality is that our economic system is done. It is done. The monetary end game is going on right now. And this is on, on the back of failing banks. It's, it was a week ago that Silicon Valley Bank exploded well, or imploded. Signature Bank was taken over by the FDIC. Multiple banks, the trading in multiple bank stocks were stopped. And today, Credit Suisse just lost 30% of its market cap. So there is a lot of, there are a lot of things going on right now that indicate that our economic system is 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 in its death death throes it's dying and and uh, does that mean that we are in a recession right now no not it doesn't mean that we are in a definite recession right now does it mean that it's going to be hard for a lot of people yes it does mean that a lot of people will uh, lose their jobs will experience higher inflation with a contracting economy and that that means we are in a stagflationary situation right now or close to it we could, could you elaborate there. more on that definition of stagflation? yeah stag so inflation is just a contracting economy and you have to have two quarters of contracting of a contracting gdp so Stagflation is a very toxic combination of high inflation with a contracting economy. Because, and what does that mean is that you have less jobs, high unemployment, but rising prices. And it's, it is very hard to, it, it, it's very hard to reach stagflation, but our policymakers made it look easy with 15 years of near to, near to zero and even lower to z than zero interest rates. So they created this, this super high inflation environment combined with now they're, 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 they, they are pushing the brake pedal and 
suddenly and very violently in hiking interest rates. Well, what does that mean to the to the bottom line of, of a lot of companies? They have debts to service. And if you cannot service your debts, then you go bankrupt. And if you go bankrupt, then all your people, you have to fire all your people. You have to let them go. So you have higher inflation because these, even though these interest rate levels are, are being raised in record level, they are not high enough to, to, to reduce inflation, but they are high enough to, to destroy companies and therefore create higher unemployment. And these combinations are, are might combine into this very toxic stagflation scenario, which I think we are might already be in or are close to. Well, that I would prefer a recession to stagflation, actually. So if we have to have something, then I would prefer a recession to stagflation. But my guess is that the chances are higher that, that we move towards stagflation. Of course, this process takes a little while to, to show itself, let alone that, that pundits of, of mainstream media organizations will, will, will say or, or recognize it or, even acknowledge its its existence they will only acknowledge its existence when nobody when it's it's unavoid unavoidable yeah it's terrifying to hear that all of this is happening is happening because some people i mean there, there must be a lot of people as the powers that be but like the ecb and I only know a few names, forgive me, Lagarde and, and all those people. Is it because of incompetence or is it because they really want it to go this way? You understand what I'm asking? Yeah, yeah. And I think it's, I think actually that's a gr great question. And I struggle with this question myself. But then again, if you are the incompetence level, would it would be godly so if you want to be that incompetent that time so it's perfect incompetence it's it's impossible to be incompetent in a perfect way so in statistically they should have done something right and they haven't so if you conclude that their incompetence is is a perfect track record of incompetence then you have to think that there is something else to it. And that is where, you know, the, 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 the policies that are visible for us to see, you know, agenda 2030, the whole climate agenda, you can see that, that we are as a collective, as a world, we're being moved, herded towards this, this, this policy ideal of these very petty, but also very powerful people. And, and that is where I think we have to not exclude the possibility that it is, that this is all part of an agenda where, where the, the costs outweigh the benefits and where it, we are a means to an end. And, and this is all 
planned. And and well, you know, is the is then the, the the World Economic Forum and the Trilateral Commission and I don't know. I don't know who is who are who the power brokers are. But I know that all all that is happening now is not happening just because a few people made a few diff- bad b- decisions. There is a logic to this madness that's happening all over the world. Well, that's not very comfor- com- comfortable to think about. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Knowing but, that is happening. Yeah, and, and, and again, I think it's going to be a couple rough years ahead of us. And, and I think it's already been. We've seen some very rough years we're coming out of some very rough years so corona deal was of course it was terrible for millions of people billions of people were locked in their houses so i think this is uh, and that's where i become the eternal optimist it i become that eternal optimist and i always am that eternal optimist because i think the the quickening in awareness is also growing millions and billions of people now see what these people are capable of they now see the ruthlessness in which they implement policies of of which they know that they are only hurtful have no benefits and are destroying the lives of millions and and so my hope is that we all start to see what's happening and we all start to take individual matters into our own hands and and so i think the power here is not in the collective i think the power here is in the individual and if we start to all prepare for what's coming then we will be safe and if we all start within of course how they call it yeah. if we, we if we all we should abiding the law <laughs> well we you should abide by the law but you should you should resist where possible and and in in a way of course that that will not endanger yourself or your your finances or or you know your but but you shouldn't be afraid of your standing within society for example because you know getting canceled is very looks very scary but you can also say you know you you cannot cancel me and and there are millions of people that really are looking for people well for example like yourself that are on the forefront of this new well it's I think it's a bit of a corny word, but awakening because it's used so often. But I think in this in this this world where people are really taking their the matters into the, their their destinies into their own hand and, and saying, you know what, this machine that I'm part of, I'm not going to be part of this machine anymore. I will go my own way and, and live my life in an in a healthy, morally and an honest way and i will not be corrupted because it's very easy to get corrupted in if you just go along to get along it is and that is mainly where this podcast is about is i in general i always say health um, health to me goes a lot further than just eating the right foods or going hmm. to the gym health is 
about personal leadership to me, taking control over your day-to-day choices to gain a better life. And that goes a lot further than eating the right foods. It's always also taking care of the right financial choices. And I think you're a good example of making sure that you step up for yourself in a financial way. If you don't step up for yourself in this way, they will take that away from you as well. And then you will lose all the other space to cultivate yourself as well. What they I will believe. take away everything. They exactly. Will... What was the quote of the... <laughs> <laughs> you will Are own... we going there? <laughs> yeah, well, it, but it, it is it is based in reality, I think. You know, if, if yeah. it's up to certain governments, most governments and, and also bureaucrats, they will they would like to regulate your life in in every possible way because they really have an idea that they know best. And that is why I am very of government. Yeah, me too. And that makes me wonder when I was younger, I heard of the BRIC countries. And of course, that is in a different perspective right now for me. Are we still safe here? I mean, investing in gold is one thing, but are we still safe at this place? That that might be an interesting question as well. If we talk about governments that, that way. Yeah, it, it is a very, I think it's a very honest question as well. And you, everybody should ask that question to themselves. You know, I've, I've been, my family has been living in this country for 400 years. So I would rather stay in the Netherlands than leave because I love this country. I feel at home in the Netherlands. Then again, when, and you can see it. 175,000 people leave this country every year. And those are not the people that have nothing to contribute. These are the people that that have the financial means to escape a country. So that and that's that's a that's a small city, right? 175,000 people. That's a lot of people every year. And and I think it's an honest question to ask yourself, you know, what is, what is my future in, in, in the Netherlands when it comes to taxes, when it comes to policies, when it comes to the ability to in, in relative freedom, exercise your basic rights or even your opinions. I think it's, it's an honest question. And I think it's, it's a legitimate something to legitimately ask yourself. If you are in a position that you could comfortably leave the Netherlands, for example, move to, I'm not sure, you know, Spain or Hungary or a country where, for example, real estate is cheaper. Real estate prices in the Netherlands are crazy. Not only are they crazy, the the government is forcing you to, for example, isolate, put all, all, all sorts of isolation and in, in your, in your house and, you know, it, all in this climate effort to, for, for, to, to think that we can do something about climate change and this whole, this whole fairy tale. And that is, these regulations are, are very intrusive and, and give the government power over not only where you live, but how you live and what house you live in and what you have to do in your house. And, and so, so these are, are, these are, are, I think 
reasons to really think about if you want to stay here or you might might want to leave to a different country. I do not see myself leaving in the short term, but yeah, it should be one of the possibilities if you consider safety in the future. Okay, two, we touched on the importance of gold, the history of gold, the value in itself of investing and the importance when it comes to the economy, when it comes to governments. In a very practical way, like Tony Robbins says, and a lot of smart people always say, you have to invest in buckets, so-called buckets. How, what is a very practical advice when somebody just starts with investing? Okay, I, so I think I have three three points that I could make, and I think it's always and those are those could be a, a, applicable for all investments. So first of all, I think the number number one: don't invest with money that you cannot miss. Investments can go down. If you buy gold tomorrow, it might go down five, ten percent day after. If you have to then pay a bill and have to sell your investment with while it's ten percent down, you lose money. And number one, <laughs> investing one on one, don't lose money. So invest with money that you can miss for longer long for a, a long time a long time how long would you recommend well you know depending on how old you are and what your investing horizon is and and what your what your exposable what what you can invest you know think about maybe 10 to 20 years you know if you invest 10 to 20 years then compound interest starts working really starts working and that's where you know this 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 magic of compound interest really starts to help you in in all your investments so i think 10 20 years i think that's that's a horizon which is you know you can see real results after 10 years of investing and i think it's it's you know it's it's maybe you can talk in cycles you know most cycles they they tend to last for about 10 7 to 10 years if you say 20 years 20 years is about a half of a working life so people tend to work between 40 and 50 years of their life 20 years half of that so if you invest for 20 years that should should yield some really nice results so that's that's number one secondly if you invest in so that is that that is number two actually so first of all don't invest with money that you cannot miss for a long time secondly invest for long term you know, don't have this idea that you have to become rich quickly there is no no magic to investing you have to give it time and and third Think about dollar cost averaging, because, for example, now with banks failing in, in, in the United States, you see that, that gold ticks up, for example. Th that might correct itself in, let's say, a week or two weeks or a month. So the gold price could go down in, for example, a month. And, and also, if you dollar cost average if you invest let's say you have 10 10,000 euros to invest if you invest 1000 euros 
in in one asset class in at one point then you're stuck with that exact that exact rate if you divide that thousand euros over 10 different different times then the the rate can go up prices can go down a little bit up a little bit of down there is a reason why people dollar cost average and it is because first of all you can introduce yourself to investing if you for example invest 100 euros in gold and after a month or two months you're like you know this is not for me then you only spent 100 euros and you might take a little hit but it might not be that big if you invest 1000 spread over 10 different times or 10 months for example then you will see that 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 the the the, the rate is at one point at one time a little bit lower at the next time a little bit higher at the next time but over time this will really help you to to get a very i think very nice and very nice return on investment so these are i think, I think three three basic tips but they they can they can be applied to all investments i think those are three really good points investing shouldn't be that hard shouldn't be made that complex gold is gold you can see its value over the years and i think consistency applies you can apply that to everything consistency is so important in yeah. whatever you want to achieve yeah so. Oh, and maybe maybe one more because, uh, of course, consistency is very important. So the money is very important. Oh, and now I lost it again. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I had, I had one more, but I lost it. I'll I'll get it back before we end. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so number one was you gotta help me for a second. Oh uh, yeah, number don't one. invest with money that you don't have. Yes. Okay. Number two was long-term, long-term investments. Yes, long-term, exactly. And number, number three, three, DCA, two. dollar cost average. Exactly. Yeah, I think DCA is also very interesting because it takes away one boundary is that you want to put in too much money. And it also takes away a mental boundary where you can struggle with yourself during the month. I mean, if you... For example, you invest on the 1st of January and on every first day of the month, you can always have doubts like, oh, it, maybe this is just crypto. I'm sorry, <laughs> but you can always well, think that, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's actually the, 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 I, I got it back. The, 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 this, the last thing I wanted to, last tip I wanted to give only invest in propositions, propositions that you understand. Because I talk to a lot of people who invest in products or services that they, if you ask them, okay, what is your investment? Where do you invest in? And, and how is this product or this, this service making money? And they don't know. They cannot tell me what the proposition is. They cannot tell me what they are investing. If you cannot tell me what you're investing in, don't invest in it. Don't invest in something that you cannot understand or that you cannot explain. So gold is easy, right? Gold, king of money, money of kings, 6,000 year history, the ultimate form of, of security and safety when it comes to money, finance, and world economies. 
So the global mover, the global standard, it's easy. It's honest. It's, 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 I think the, the premier and most easy, simple proposition that you can explain to a toddler and he will, he or she will understand what you mean and why you should invest in. If you talk to me about some super complicated cryptocurrency that multi cross blockchain with, with a token that can only be used for that specific service or, or product. Of course, you know, if you understand it and you really believe in the proposition, do it. But if you don't, if you don't understand what you're investing in, just don't invest in something that you cannot grasp because you are bound to lose money. Yes, I agree. And that goes back to the fact that people want to see results and then they see dollar signs or gold signs in their, in their eyes, but it's, you pay attention to the process, the results will follow. That's what I believe in sports, but also in investing. I think that is a nice wrap up. I find it, this is not exactly what I expected from the conversation because I think when people think about gold and investing, they think about the value. They think about the, how stable it was in the last, last thousands of years. But the importance of the environment where we are in right now is even more so important than just the investing itself and, and knowing why you should invest is, is, is to me that is so important to remit to, to keep your ownership over not only over yourself but also over your finances so yeah it's the the thing with gold is it is connected to everything it is like i just said it's magical it really is magical it resonates on a very deep level with everybody. That's why it's universally recognizable. And everybody who touches gold, they, they feel that something is that this, this beautiful metal has very deep intrinsic value. So I think we are drawn to gold in an instinctual level. And I think also if you, if you research gold and the history of gold, then something happens as well. You, you become aware of a lot of the things that, 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 that haunt us as humanity, that ail us as, as humans and, and the corruption and, and the evil that is in this world and the reasons why we are kept away from this metal as as a form of currency or as a daily method of payment and and it really broadens your insights and your awareness so that's why i love talking about gold because it's not only about this metal that that will protect your purchasing power it is about this beautiful resonating quality this element that helps us to uh, create an, a better world. Exactly. And I think that's a nice message to end this conversation with. Do you, is there any, uh, uh, well, <laughs> my, my concentration. <laughs> no, it's, it's um, no problem. We've been talking for, for a long time. You know what? If, <laughs> if someone wants more information, I wrote a book. It is in Dutch. 
So I haven't had it translated to English yet. I might do so in the future. But of course, you know, you can you can always find us out at, at goldrepublic.nl or .com. We have a YouTube channel. I think everybody should watch our YouTube channel. It's Gold Republic, the Gold Republic YouTube channel. We also have a podcast. We try to interview a lot of people as well. And, you know, if someone wants to find me, you can always find me there. I highly recommend that people will follow you on Instagram as well on yeah Instagram YouTube. Twitter yeah I'm I'm mostly on Twitter that's where I'm most active I try to be active on Instagram but I I I think I'm a little bit too old for Instagram actually so <laughs> but on Twitter I'm I'm very active so you can follow me there Very good Thank you, everybody, for listening. Bart, thank you so much for your time, for your knowledge, for being here. It was truly a pleasure and an honor to have this conversation with you. Thank you. It was my pleasure.